when you could be living your life every single day. And that's why I say live your legacy while you're building it. Have the opportunity to explore life every single day. Get in, do your work. I like to call it this. Work on purpose so you can play with passion. And if you're working without purpose, you're not even getting to play. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone. I'm your host, Anna Malikian, and my mission is to support individuals and organizations to increase their impact while avoiding burnout. If you want to work smarter, not harder, I can help you. If you want to go from burnout to full engagement, let's talk. Reach me at Anna, A-N-A, at mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. You can also access all the episode notes, links, and other amazing resources at mindset.zone. Today, our special guest is Lady Jen Duplessis. Lady Jen works with high-achieving businesses, leaders, and entrepreneurs who want to hyperscale their revenue, improve leadership skills, and build powerful teams, all while living balanced and exciting personal lives. Jen is the best-selling author, a podcast host, and award-winning international speaker. Welcome to the Mindset Zone. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here and just excited that to think that little Jenny who ain't got a penny when I that I was called when I was little or little is now able to share my story and other stories to help others in the world. So thank you so much, Anna, for having me. And uh, I met you after you've been on stage and you are so powerful spreading the message that entrepreneurs can leave their legacy while they are building it. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. You know, and it's ironic because this past weekend, I spoke to a group of 10 uh, entrepreneurial women at a retreat. And this is one of the biggest challenges that we all have as entrepreneurs is not sitting behind the computer all day long and working these long, long hours but getting to the point that, you know, and waiting, waiting, right? And what our dear friend, Dr. Greg Reed from Secret Knox says, the one size, right? Once I achieve this, once I achieve that, once I get there, all of these things that then I'll live my life. And so it's all these external pieces. And of course, this is part of mindset, right? It's all these external things that need to happen in order for me to live my life. When you could be living your life every single day. And that's why I say live your legacy while you're building it. Have the opportunity to explore life every single day. Get in, do your work. I like to call it this. Work on purpose so you can play with passion. And if you're working without purpose, you're not even getting to play. I love that. Work on purpose. Repeat that. Work on purpose. Work on purpose so you can play with passion. You can play with passion. Love it. Because that is one of the secrets of high performance is be very intentional in how we are using our time and our energy. And then I think it's part of the work that you do. 
But I think I, I want to unpack a little bit what you said, because I think it's so imp important nowadays, because I think our culture presses a lot about, okay, the leg gratification, work hard, hard, really hard to deserve success. And yeah, we have to work hard. I'm not denying that. And yet, if we start living that, when I finish this, then when I is a, is a bad cycle and then we, when you have your house, then you can be happy. No, things don't work that way. And uh, it's really important that the thing that you say that it's time to move from working in and on your business and go to living above and beyond your business. So again, mm -hmm. explain a little bit what you mean by that. Oh, of course. You know, and I think as entrepreneurs and business owners, we tend to, you know, always use the words in and on when we hear it a lot from coaches and mentors, don't work in your business, work on your business. And what that really means is not the long hours, but taking the time out to breathe, right? To have vision, to create mission statements, to create strategy, to formulate, to concentrate on your business. That's really what all of that means, working on your business. And I think that's great. However, it still means that it's all about you and you're not growing a team and you're not getting additional productivity from having team members. And I know that a lot of people that our entrepreneurs think, I can't afford somebody. Well, you can't afford not to have somebody because it's robbing you of that time, that valuable time to be productive so that you can achieve you know, goals. Now, and it's growth, right? It's growth of your business success. And I realize that a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not about the money for me. I just, I, you know, I want to have a beautiful life. I want to, you know, make an impact in the world. But you need money to do that. You need money to travel. You need money to have the lifestyle. You need money to make an impact in the world. So in the short term, we have to do the in and the on. But we need to be looking at above and beyond. And that leap between the two, that leap of faith, it's a program that I have called Leap, right? It's a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift to saying, you know what, instead of everything being me or me and one or two people, how can I reach above beyond, above my business, let other people work on it, let other people work in it. And now all I am is the visionary and the head and the brand, you know, and the voice of the company. And that then allows, and that growth is exponential, by the way. And then that allows us to go beyond. And beyond is different for everyone. For me, it's traveling. For me, it's spending time with my grandkids. That's success to me. To others, it might be having another business, which I have as well, right? Multiple businesses. It might be having another business that does just as much money as your first one. So the beyond is what you want it to be. But we can never get to that big dream, that big vision of the beyond if we're constantly stuck in, in, on, in, on, in, on it, and everything is us. That's why I don't believe in that because you'll never get where you want to go. You have to hire a team. You have to have the mindset of being a leader and amplifying your influence that people are attracted to you so that you can save time. I absolutely love this. So let's unpack because uh, it's a lot of important things here. And you speak about a mindset shift. So let's start there. Because I think 
one of the dynamics that happen is that uh, people, they, they have the way of doing things that get them to a certain point in their lives and certain level of success. Uh, and then there is a moment that uh, they realize that in order to go beyond that level of success, they have to let go of some of the things that work until a certain point, but are not working anymore. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I've talked about that, letting go to grow, right? Yes. Um, we have a tendency, <laughs> we have a tendency to think that we built it. So they want us, but you know, if we build the experience anyone can deliver it. I mean, you think about everything that's franchised, Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Walmart, Nordstrom. It doesn't matter what it is. You cannot scale that without having that mindset of the fact that I can't do it all by myself and I have to let go. And I love when I hear entrepreneurs that are just cracking that six-figure code, that six figures and they're saying, I can't afford it. I, I don't want to hire other people because they want me. Everybody goes through that. And all of the people I just mentioned who own all of these franchises, they went through it too. Because they did, they felt like I'm the only one who should have the recipe for KFC. I'm the only one who should have the recipe for Chick-fil-A. Right? And so they didn't feel like they could let go. But once they did, they found out that they could grow. And so having that mindset of saying, wait a minute, do how long can I work 80 hours a week? How long can I work 80 and 100 hours a week and still not make six figures? How long can I work 80 or so hours a week and only be at $250,000? The reason that you're not exceeding beyond that is because of the mindset that, that you have. It's holding you back. It's anchoring you down that you are losing productivity. There's only so much you can do. We don't have infinite time, right? Yes. We don't have infinite energy, right? We don't have infinite energy and it can only last for a while. We don't have infinite time, but we can buy infinite time by hiring people. Even if you hire someone for 10 hours a week, that's 10 hours of productivity that you can dedicate to the activity that brings in more business. It's not for you to dedicate that time to the activity of grunt work. It's for you to bring in more opportunities for your practice. So this is how we, we just have to let go. We have to write down our systems so that we can share them with others so that they can implement them on our behalf. We don't have to do it all. I love this. So first is that mindset shift that what took us here which will be grateful for it, but start to question maybe we need the other types of skills and other type of belief to go beyond where we are. And that first thing that is in your program and this the process that you have, that is the leap, the, the letters L-E-A-P, the mm -hmm. L is leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And I will argue that there is to be some self-leadership there to say when it's time to stop some of our activities and yes. start to learn to be a leader there. So what? So let's go over these four letters for a moment here. So what are the, the more challenging leadership skills for the entrepreneurs to learn? 
Uh, it's funny you said this because again, this past weekend, you know, there were 10 or 12 women in this group and I asked them, how many of you have had formal management and leadership training? No one, zero. And I'm fortunate because I came up through the ranks of corporate America and I ended up training people all over the country nationally. I was the national trainer for managers. And so I have this innate ability to be a great leader and manager. And I think that there's a difference between the two. But the biggest thing is lack of knowledge. It was just, it's simply lack of knowledge. There is something out there that exists that is about managing people. When you're a great widget maker and you decide to open a widget making company, you can no longer be the widget maker. You can for a very, very short period of time, but your goal should be to get out of making widgets. That's why you left the J-O-B. Otherwise, you have a job and the same job, you're a widget maker and you're not getting paid as much and you don't have the health insurance and you're working twice as many hours. So you might as well just go back to your job, right? <laughs> just go back to your job. So we have to have that mindset of knowing that hey, we are a leader and, and we're leading in all that we do. We're leading our clients. We're leading um, people that work with us. We're leading our partners. We can be the forefront in every relationship. You know, I always say, take the lead in the relationship. Don't wait for others to call you, call them. Uh, don't wait for others to do for you, do for them. Go first. Be the one who goes first and that's leadership. So generally the challenge is lack of skills in order to lead. Specifically, it's, I would say the biggest thing I hear is I need a mini me. And you don't need a mini you. You need someone who does what you don't do. That's the biggest challenge. And as entrepreneurs, you know, it's funny with our cell phones, right? As soon as we get down to 18% battery, we're running around like chickens with our head cut off, trying to plug everything in. Oh, got a battery. But yet, as entrepreneurs, we allow ourselves to go down to zero. Yes. And sometimes negative, we get sick, right? We get sick. And I'm saying, don't let your battery run down and then hire out of that necessity. I've heard this before. Um, hey, you know what? You're great. I like you. Why don't we bring you on and we'll figure out a spot for you? Wrong. That's where the problem happens. And that's why you can't, you go in and on, in and on. You keep bouncing back. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to hire anybody again because every time I do, they're horrible. No, you might be horrible. If we do thumb pointing instead of finger pointing and saying, hey, I wasn't skilled to be a leader. I wasn't skilled to be a manager. I didn't have an onboarding process. I didn't meet with them on a regular basis. I didn't find out what their goals were so that I could fulfill them. I didn't have a system written down so that they could follow. Imagine someone coming into Starbucks and saying, congrats, you're a Bartista. We'll figure out where you go. Good. Good luck. Yes. And yet those are skills that can be learned. Those are processes that you can learn and start to be part of your focusing in your strengths and then use, learn those leadership skills and their management skills. And because the L is for leadership skills and then the E is for expanding your team that you already are speaking here on how to bring the right people on board, how to make that onboarding work and be clear about that, 
So tell us a little bit more about that, growing the team and nurturing that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's multiple layers. You know, many of us know disc profiling or, you know, but there are a lot of personality tests that are done. And I think that's one that we need to know. You know, I speak very fast. And so I know if I have a, an employee that doesn't speak that fast and I have to slow down for them and get clarifying questions, make sure they understand why behind it. I use that in my management and leadership skills to ensure that I'm using it from a personality perspective. But then layered on this is something called situational leadership, where we have to change who we are in order to communicate with them effectively, not from a personality perspective, but from a competency and a commitment perspective. I can say it a different way, their ability and their willingness. If they have the ability, but they're not willing, we have to act differently than if they have the willingness, but not the ability. And there are multiple layers of this that are, are manifested on top of the personality. So if I have someone who's willing, but doesn't have the skill set, they don't have the ability and they're a certain personality, I'm going to work differently than someone else. It's a mishmash and a, a meeting of this and being able to decipher this by having a conversation with someone and saying, ah, then that's how I lead them. That's how I lead them. And then from there, taking your best people and having them teach the others, taking the, the gifts that people have and amplifying them so that you have stickiness and retention and growth. And, you know, there's a lot of pieces of this um, planning and reviewing and coaching and performance appraisals, all of these things need to be done and, and pushing them aside and avoiding them will only get you lots of turnover and lots of wasted time and lack of reaching your dreams and goals. And sometimes going backwards instead of forward. Oh yeah, way backwards. <laughs> I hear this a lot. Yeah, I have to start over. You should never have to start over as a business owner in anything that you do. It's always moving forward. Even if someone leaves, it's not starting over. Can you imagine a football team where you have 11 people on each side? And when someone gets injured, we're like, hey, I don't know. We got to start over. <laughs> we don't have anybody. No, you have to have your second and third string always in line. You have to be a talent scout. You need to be looking for people to fill the holes that you have in your business, the positions you have in your business, rather than finding someone to plug a problem. And the, the, I think the important thing here is also getting the help and the support with the right people, people like you that know the ropes, know the different scenarios. Yeah. This, or they say, yes, somebody can, like you say, there is not a, they can learn by trial and error, but that is not the best way of doing they this. They are ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. and It'll and cost most, you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if there are people that already been on that road and they know how to help us to be better leaders, to be better um, in um, growing our team, in nurturing our team. Why not use all the resources and all the amazing people like you that are out there to help that and to create that exponential growth? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, that's what mentorship is all about. And I think there's a difference between coaching and mentorship. Coaches know how the game goes, but they tell you what to do, right? Because they go do it. 
a mentor like myself, I've been there. I'd say not only here's how I did it, here's how you might want to do it based on your skill set, but then here are the pitfalls and the great things that are going to happen along the way because we've done it. And that that's so much better than having a business coach. Yeah, I, the, a person with experience that walk the walk and have helped many others walk their walk and make things happen. You bring uh, a richness of experience that makes a huge difference. But I want to go back to the acronym. So L for leadership skills. E, expanding your team and nurturing the team. And then you have the A and the P. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so the A is amplifying your influence. And the reason why this is so important for business owners, and I think a lot of them say, well, you know, why would I want to go out and get my picture taken with celebrities and celebrity entrepreneurs and do videos and, you know, I have a business to run. But the reason why is that we want to work on client attraction rather than chasing. We don't have all the time in the world, right? I don't want to have to chase um, I'd rather have people um, be coming to us, right? And and this is what we want. All of us want this. Oh, I just want the opportunities to be coming my way. And that only happens when you elevate yourself to be the expert in your industry, in your uh, backyard. If you have a, a town, you need to be the influencer in the town, the only one that everyone thinks of, or your state, or you know, the world, or the nation, whatever it is. And so becoming that influencer is a client attraction, you know, not only for clients, but also for employees. So now people are coming to you to work with you because they've heard about how many, all these wonderful things that you've done. So it's important that you're not that person standing in the corner that happened this weekend too. She said, every time I go someplace, I stand in the corner and I go, see, that's the issue because nobody knows who you are. It's hard to hire. It's hard to get clients. And so you need to make sure that you're out creating influence and creating your expertise and doing that through presentations and speaking events, even locally, just locally. I spoke to the Quilters Association. I thought, now, what would a mortgage person back then when I was in mortgages, why would I want to speak to a quilters company <laughs> or a group, a networking group? But it turned out they were business owners or their husbands were business owners and they needed mortgages. And you know, so don't, don't, you know, I think one of the things we do is we say we want leads. I need leads. I need leads. No, we don't need leads. We need opportunities because opportunities is broader. A lead is a lead. Then you're like a sticky skunk at a networking thing because all you do is walk around and ask for leads and be, oh boy, here they come. So look for opportunities to speak, opportunities to share, opportunities to impact, opportunities to volunteer, opportunities for leads. All of them are opportunities. And you will get none of them if you're sitting behind your desk doing all of the work. And so this is why you've got to get out there and influence. Yeah. Uh, I love this because it's a, a, a reframe of the networking of being out there. Uh, of relating with the world to look for opportunities. And I like to always say is looking for triple win scenarios can be a win yes. for you, can be a win for the person that you are speaking with and for whatever are the other parties that will be involved in whatever you decide to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a flaw that we have. It's been passed down for generations. You know, I 
hear people say all the time, oh, I did networking, but I didn't get any business. That's not the intent. The intent is, isn't to walk away with business. The intent is to identify potential partners, identify people that you can serve, that you could refer and have the same happen to you. That's where the opportunities are. Otherwise, we go in looking for a lead and we leave with nothing. We left all the opportunities there. Yep. Instead of expanding, we are wasting the opportunities. Don't go. Just don't go. <laughs> don't even go. Don't bother. You're wasting your time. You can go back to work and do another three hours of work. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's so wonderful. But so that leadership skills, expanding our team, amplifying our influence, and then the P. Yeah. Increasing profits. That's what it's all about. Everything I focus on is how to multiply your results in record time. I'm not interested in spending a lot of time on a lot of different things. I Let's go get the, let's go get it. Let's take action. It's funny. One of my clients the other day, you know, my last name is Duplessis, D-U, right? And everyone spells it wrong. I just had a big issue with somebody. I'm speaking and it looks like my name is Lady Jen Du, and then my last name is Plessis. And I said, you, I don't understand this. I don't, my name isn't Lady Jen Du, but it was funny because he said to me, I think you could take Nike's just do it and just do the just D-U it. <laughs> because I'm always about taking action. You could call me Mrs. Action. Some people have called me, oh, that's Mrs. Action. There's four levels of growth and technically there's five, but I don't believe in the fifth and I'll tell you why. The four levels of growth are formulation, concentration, momentum, and stability. Formulation, concentration, momentum, and stability. You can't get to momentum and stability without formulation and concentration. You can have moments of momentum. You can have periods of stability, but you cannot do that unless you've formulated and concentrated. And part of that formulation is planning. Concentration is recording and doing. And then that creates those opportunities for momentum and, and stability will only happen if you continue to reformulate, reconcentrate and bring yourself up to speed. The fifth is success. The reason why I don't like that is because once you get to stability, you're not going, yay, I'm successful. You're saying, what's the next formulation at the next level that I can do to grow, to bring in more profits? Because the more profits I bring, the more revenue I bring into my business, the more opportunities I'm going to have to be able to manifest my beyond. Yes. And right, whatever that may be. So in profits, we really hone in on client acquisition, you know, knowing your numbers. I call it sometimes by the numbers. See, top producers, top performers, they know their numbers inside out and backwards. And what I find from people that aren't top producers and performers is they don't open their bank statement. They don't look at their credit cards. They try to have as many calls as possible, but then they can't figure out why they're not selling. They go to a ton of networking events and then say, oh, well, they're not getting me anything. Or they don't even know. They just think that the flurry of activity is what is needed in order to have a business. But at the end of the month, they run out of money. So we work really heavily on understanding your numbers understanding what profits really are and how do we get them faster. I love that. And I love the cycle. I, I like to see it like a spiral because yes, we repeat the formulation, concentration, momento, all of those phases, but at a new level, hopefully. 
uh, that will demand improving our leadership skills, expanding even more our team, and amplifying even more our influence in order to keep that dynamic going. I love it. I love it. So how can people learn more about you and your work? Well, there's a whole bunch of ways. I'm all over social media. Sometimes you'll see Lady Jen. Sometimes you'll see Jen. Unfortunately, social media doesn't let you change certain things, but Lady Jen Duplessis or Jen Duplessis, I'm all over social media. The best thing is to go to my website, jenduplessis.com and just engage with me. Get get a or click on the uh, contact tab. We have some resources. I have an app that I just Ooh. released called Gen Duplessis. So you can go in the app store and just do Gen Duplessis. And I've got some some resources and some videos there. We're not fully loaded as far as all the checklists and things like that, but we're getting there. But there's a lot in there that you can experience, and you can go to uh, gend.academy. It's J-E-N-D dot academy instead of dot com. It's dot academy. And you can uh, find out information about my letting go to grow program. Um, it's an online program. It's a great way to get your toes into the water uh, and just start testing out the waters with me. And then, of course, we have our LEAP program that we're always enrolling people in. Yes. And if somebody wants you to speak, they can go to your main web page, jenduplaces.com and contact you there. So thank you so much for your time today. I think these, we really have to learn wherever we are. This is especially relevant to entrepreneurs, but even for somebody in a company, an entrepreneur in, in working within a company, there are lots of things. If they want to grow there, a ton of what you speak here will apply to them too. Oh, absolutely. I do a lot of corporate events. I do a lot of corporate training for C-suite all the way down. There's just so many people that lack the skill set here. So yeah, I do a lot of that too. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I appreciate yeah. it. All about expanding possibilities. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Anna. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you. Expanding possibilities. The mindset. Thank you for listening and remember to follow this podcast. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That really helps us spread the word about the Mindset Zone. Also visit Mindset.Zone. Yes, instead of dot .com, it's dot .zone. There you can find amazing resources and more information about my speaking and how I support purpose-driven individuals and organizations increase their impact while preventing burnout. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.